Welcome to the Cone Zone. We're the Cones. Uh, we're having major technical difficulties right now. My dad is listening to the show on his phone right now. Hey, Dad, how you doing? Is this the craziest thing? I got to tell you what happened. Iggy got me this really fancy microphone. And he says the problems are on my end. And look at his face. He's pissed at me. Look at his face. Um, I can hear him, but he can't hear me. But we assume you guys can hear both of us, and I can hear him on the phone. Look at his face. I'm telling him, relax. This is, he even said we shouldn't do the show. I want to do this goddamn show. Can you smile? All right. Yeah, let's... Okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let's do this show via telephone. Let's do it via tele- telegram. All right. First topic. The Niners are getting back on track after a slow start. All credit to them. Three wins in a row. What do you think of their pattern of sort of punting the first two months of the season and then getting their shit together? Okay. Um, I hope you guys can hear us because I'm really enjoying doing this show instead of Iggy. Um, First of all, I want to praise the 49ers. Um, we're, We're 10 games in, and they have found what Iggy calls their identity. They're a pass-first team, and they are a hell of a defensive team. And they're very promising. I'd say they're an extremely promising team. The pattern is the last two seasons, they've started dreadfully slowly. And my theory on that is that Kyle Shanahan is a slow starter. Iggy, Mm -hmm. why don't you explain, or if you want me to, I can explain what I mean by slow starter. You tell me what you mean by a slow starter. Okay. I'm a slow hey, I, starter today. Yeah, you are. And I can hear you just great. And I look at That's me great. with the phone in my ear. It's very techni- technocratic. It looks good. I like it. I like okay. it. Here's what I mean by a slow starter. I think he doesn't understand what his team is immediately. He goes yeah. in with an idea. And he's stubborn. He goes in with yeah. an idea of we're going to – i.e. be a run first team. This is what we're going to do. Um, What he doesn't do and what other coaches, and I'm going to say Bill Walsh, they don't go in with an idea like that. They go Mm -hmm. in, who are my players? Yeah. What is the best way to use these players? And Bill, who was very um, mentally agile, which I don't think Kyle is. Kyle's intelligent, but not mentally agile. Um, Kyle takes a while to convince himself not to impose his system on the team and to come where Bill Walsh would have been the first week. Who are my players? What do I do with them? So I think he's a slow starter because his intelligence fights fights against his stubbornness. That's what I mean. Yeah, and, and in a sense, what you're saying is he like doesn't acknowledge reality. He's That's stuck another in his way mo- of saying it, yeah. Right, like he's stuck in what he thinks the world should be like. But yes, you know, he'll, he'll be he, he's he's there every day at practice, watching training camp, and he's just not necessarily reacting quickly like, hey, this guy's kicking ass. Maybe he's like, for example, Brandon Ayuk has been kicking ass since May, since OTA started. But Kyle's still in the Debo Samuel mode because Debo was good last year. And it's taken him like this long to figure out like, man, maybe when I'm in the red zone, I want to throw to Brandon Ayuk because he's in peak shape and Debo isn't it took him until Thanksgiving that's right um so you say not acknowledging reality 
fine, not not reading it right, not reading right. it right. Th and again, thinking that his view of reality is the real reality, when in fact right. his view that he wants to impose on the team is in a way a theory, a fantasy. And what he has to do is give it up and see what do I really have? Who are we really? And it it takes him about 10 games to do that. On the positive side, he does it. Some he idiots, it. like the guy in Denver, can't do it. He has someone no. else calling his plays, and they still lose. So what yeah. I'm saying is praise to him that he can do it, and it gives him enough time. But it's like someone in a fight gets knocked down a lot in the first five rounds and finally comes on. Well, those f first five rounds take a lot out of you. Right. And Kyle Shanahan like doesn't make the adjustment until he's been knocked down five times. That's right. Uh, right. This this season, four times. He got knocked down four times. There are some games he should not have lost. And I would think if he were to play Denver now, he would not lose to them or Atlanta. But he did then because he's a slow starter. Yeah. I, and it's like, maybe he can say, you know, this is our process. This is how we do things. But no, it's not a process. This is not a, a way to do things. You need to start quicker. You need to find a way to broaden your margin for error because – now you, two years in a row, you're trying to like walk the tightrope at the end of the year. I agree, Iggy. And what I'm saying is he should start in game one, not in yeah, game Andy Reed not does. In game nine. Especially if he's a genius. Dad, if he wins next week, he will be able to be 500 for the first time. How about that? Well, Mazel Tov if he has it. So again, I don't want this to seem like a, a, you know, a shit on Kyle because we're saying he, he, he apparently has figured it out. We can't yeah. say for sure. He apparently has figured it out. Um, we'll we'll learn a lot more in the next few games. So we're praising him for that. We're saying he needs to figure it out sooner. And I have something else I want to say about it. Who does he consult? We assume he consults his father the way you and mm -hmm. I consult with each other. Maybe there should be someone else he talks to to help him get off faster. Um, clearly, Mike, the last two seasons, hasn't done it for him. There no. may be another person, Mike Holmgren. I mean, it's, it's you know, he's a very bright man. And he's a very nice man. I, I just throw out a name. It could be Schloimi. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I think he need, and I'm not sure he's a guy who goes and asks for help. When I was a younger person, I asked right. for help. I knew that I didn't know everything. He, he I believe, needs a little help from an older person. Um, someone who knows how to get off fast. and Yeah, but that, that assumes that he's open-minded. And right. his whole problem is that he's stubborn. I, and in fact, I had used the word stubborn. So yeah. let, let's phrase it because I'm an old teacher. Mm -hmm. He's not open to learning. No. Well, I mean, well, but hold on. He is, but a little late. Yes. His feet when have it, to be held to the fire before he learns. Whereas, yeah. again, Bill Walsh, was a much was a better coach and a brighter man and was more famous. Yeah. Um he won three Super Bowls. He learned all the time. He yeah. even asked me questions. A schmuck. He asked me, yeah. but he asked all his coaches, what do you think of this? What should we do here? Always asking, always wanting to learn. I don't think Kyle is like that. And I think to be a good teacher, you have to be a lifelong learner. I don't look at Kyle as a good teacher. I, I look at him as being very specifically talented in, in certain ways, but he doesn't have a teacher's temperament. Ro Robert Sala does. D'Amico Ryans does. 
Tell me what you mean he doesn't have a teacher's temperament. A teacher's temperament gets the best out of people. Ah. Sees potential and brings it out of them. That's what a good teacher does. And Kyle is the opposite. Kyle's like, he tests you. He like, oh, you think, you think you're special? Well, what about now? And he, he like, he, he like search for your faults. He, it, it makes you insecure. I think he's the opposite of a good teacher. That's Now maybe he might, he, maybe he may bring out the best in you if you're like a competitive person and you, and you need like someone to hate, you know, someone to prove wrong, but that's not a teacher. That's like an adversary. He's more of like an adversary as coach. That's not what Robert Sala's like. I see. And if he has someone with a sensitive temperament, he might crush that person. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. But I think he's smart enough and um, self-aware enough to know that he needs defensive coordinators like Salah and D'Amico Ryans to balance him out. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, he needs someone to get him off faster, but he may not be open-minded enough to want that person, to listen to that person, right. to even be aware that he needs that person. Right, because his whole thing in life is that he's always right. So it's hard to admit when you're wrong, when you're always right. It's a tough one. I want to ask you a question. Are we doing okay yeah. in this broadcast? I think we're doing a great job. Yeah. I like so it. You, you holding that phone okay to your ear, it's a good look. I'm okay, you're okay. yeah. When yeah. you talk about uh, Shanahan, this is a serious question. I know if I were to say, do you like him? You don't like or dislike. Uh, you're, dis you're removed from that the way I would have been. Mm -hmm. But it seems like in a certain sense, you disapprove of him. Yeah. I don't think he – I think he's been given too long of a leash. He's been given too many opportunities to prove something. Um, I don't think he's really a head coach. I think he's a coordinator. And I think he's arrogant. And I think he gets a lot of hype from and a lot of uh, defense from everyone in the media. For what reason? I mean, he really is an arrogant defensive personality in press conferences, and I don't understand why. Like, Mike McDaniel isn't that way. Robert Sala isn't that way. Well, most coaches, good ones, aren't. And I don't understand why he needs to act that way. But I'm sure he's a really cool guy, like, in his spare time. <laughs> but you don't get to see him in his spare time. No, nor would I want to. But I don't know. Good for him figuring out what his team can do by week 12. Well, he, it's nice. yeah, but he figured it out. After, he figured after it out. Ninth, in the ninth game, I think the he ninth. figured it out. In the ninth game, he rested. <laughs> Mikey49er says, travel section on the road with Cone. Can't wait. Thank you. I'm glad you guys liked that little series I did this weekend. David Butler says, Trent Tippin plays so the defense won't hurt him, but I see it hurting the rest of the O-line, i.e. Mike McGlinchey thoughts. That's exactly what the offensive line coach said, Chris Forster. That's exactly what he said. So let's, let's see if Trent Williams cares. Love it, lol. This comment via messenger Raven, says Kevin. People are liking Thank your you, style Kevin. today. Dave says, what's up, guys? You two together are my favorite show. No disrespect to the other guests. Love how you guys are together. It's just awesome. Thanks, Dave. Thank My dad you. thinks I'm in a bad mood tonight, but I'm warming up. He's warming up. He didn't want to do the show. And I said, let's do it on my phone. And he was giving me the stank eye. The stank eye. Still not a fan of Shanahan, but it was a good game. Yeah, it's true. Dave's on a roll. He says, Lowell, were you ever at Sierra College way back when Niners practiced there? I went every summer nearly daily. Dave, I was there every year. I was there every year. And you want to know something? It was very hot up there. I remember that. But it was so informal. We would eat in the dining room lunch with, and dinner with the players. We weren't allowed to sit with them, but we knew them. They sat with us. We sat with them. Uh, afterward, you would take walks. It was, I mean, I took walks with Charlie Young, with uh, Dwight Clark, 
Steve Young. I never took a walk with Joe Montana, but I would sit and talk to him there. So Sierra College was my idea of what training camp should be. Hmm. Dave again says, Lowell, you, sir, are no schmuck. You created a legacy and greatest carrying the torch. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Invading Robot says, hey, Grant Lowell, journalist, question. What are the expectations for both parties in an off-the-record conversation? Can you use that conversation as an unnamed source? How is it an on-the-record conversation? How is an off-the-record conversation useful as a journalist? Okay. Um, this is a, a, a really interesting question. And I'll do it fast because maybe there are people who are not interested in journalism. There are different kinds of off-the-record conversations. And you have to have the ground rules before you start interviewing. So let's say I'm interviewing Joe Blow, who's a general manager of some team. And I say, he says, Lowell, this is off the record. I said, okay, Joe, um, let me ask you this. Is it off the record? May I say someone in the organization said, no, you cannot say that. Yeah. May I say someone in the league said, yes, you can use that or no. Then he says, you can only use it for background. And meaning you have an understanding of it. You won't make screw up when you write it, but you can't even really write it. You know, you it. can't say you have a source. You can't say you have a source. You can't say you have a source. But if you get a second source, you can write it. Yeah. If you get someone who's uh, trustworthy and maybe in the organization who says what Joe Blow told you is true, you can use it. That's right. That's right no matter what Joe Blow thinks about it. Right. Black Orchid 772 says, I think Grant disapproves of Kyle's methodology. I'd say that's pretty obvious. And Absolutely. I, I, and again, I think what we're saying is we're not disapproving of Kyle as a person, although Iggy thinks he's too stubborn, where his methodology is gets him in the hole. Yeah. In the last two seasons in, the hole. in a row, it gets him in the hole. That's not a good methodology. D'Amico Ryan doesn't take half a season to figure out which players to play and how to use his defensive personnel, but Kyle does. David Sir says, who had the better performance? I didn't watch the Cowboys this weekend. I know they played really well. Did you catch them? I was in, I don't know where I was. Cowboys? Mexico? I was in Mexico. They weren't really showing the, the Cowboys. Okay, let me tell you. The Cowboys yeah. had a better performance. They humiliated Minnesota. Held oh. Minnesota to three points. Am Ooh. I wrong on and Minnesota right? was the team to beat in, in yeah. NFC before. Yeah, okay. And as opposed to the Meals yeah. from, from uh, Phoenix or wherever they play. So, yeah, the Cowboys had a better game. Yeah, the Niners beat a backup quarterback. They did. Colt McCoy. Kevin, thank you very much. All right, back to our topic. Thank you very much, Kevin. So, the Niners have won three games in a row, and people are ready to throw them a parade. Uh, best team in the league. Super Bowl favorites. Watch out for the 49ers. We were very impressed with their win against the Cardinals, but neither of us are willing to go that far yet. Why okay. are you being so conservative about the 49ers? Okay, I'm going to give a little wider context to it, Iggy. Mm -hmm. When they were really crummy early in the season and people were really upset with a lot of things about the organization, I said, let's cool our jets. It's the early noise. season. A lot of things happen. I was right about that. You were. Now, when people are saying... Wow, they finally found themselves. I think this is a Super Bowl team. I have the same attitude as when they mm -hmm. didn't do well. Let's cool our jets. Mm -hmm. They got, they have seven more games to play. 
some of, some of those games are against legitimate teams as opposed to the Rams and the Cardinals. Let's cool our jets. Let's be patient. Let's get real data in the in real life. And so I'm saying, yeah, the mm. Niners have been very impressive. I think they're making progress. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not a genius. I'm not going to put them in the Super Bowl or say, I think, or that they're even an elite team. I think they're going to win their crummy division, but mm-hmm. uh, um, I want to cool my jets. I need more time. I need more uh, evidence about who they are. What do you think of that answer, Iggy? I think it's fair. Uh, they they blew out the Cardinals. Okay, well, let's look at what the Niners have done this year. They're 4-0 against every team in their division so far. They're, they've scored 30 points per game in their division games. So this is something they've done before. When they play teams that aren't in their division, they're 2-4, and four, and they're pl- scoring 19 points per game. So I, either that's a, f- a fluke, and they'll correct that starting this week when they face the Saints, who are a non-division opponent, or something is wrong with this team, and anytime they face a team they don't know very well, they underperform. We're going to find out right now, this week. Yeah, and so all I'm saying is, as opposed to making any declarations, Iggy just gave you very good stats. As opposed to saying, I proclaim they're a Super Bowl team. I want to see. I want to see. Because they beat Colt McCoy? (laughs) Right? Like, wow, that changes everything. Yeah, I mean, when you look at that Phoenix team or whatever they are, Arizona, (laughs) they have about three or four good players, Iggy, the Baker, and and I feel sorry for those guys, but that is a, a bad team. Even the, the the little quarterback when he plays, he is so inconsistent. That's and true. the coach, you know, I gotta say, the coach is like a functioning idiot. He's a verstunkena coach, Dad. <laughs> He's a verstunkena coach. You know who I'm gonna name two verstunkena coaches? Him and the guy in Denver. Uh, yeah. How about the guy in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have a great uh, New Year's Eve with that one. You, you know what's a good story, though? The guy in Indianapolis. Saturday? Yeah. You know, he's an offensive lineman. I love offensive linemen. Yeah. They're very thoughtful, cerebral people. God love him. He won a game. You know who would love this story if he were alive? Al Davis. Al Davis would be looking at Jeff Saturday and be like, why do I got to spend $10 million on this freaking guy when I can get Jeff Saturday? I feel like... I mean, was Art Shell not kind of similar to that? I mean, I, I don't really remember Art Shell's uh, background, but it seems I, like I, I offensive say. line. Yeah, yeah, he was an offensive yeah. lineman and leader. Al liked him very much. Yeah, didn't really know him very well. I can tell you that Art Shell is a very bright man, very serious, and a, he's soft spoken, yeah. intelligent, and a very nice man. He was as very successful as, in his first stint. Very successful. Yeah, yeah, he was. Anyway. Yeah. So that's why we're being conservative about the 49ers yeah, because it was just the Cardinals. Yeah. And again, so some of you are out there and they're saying um, the Lowell and, and Iggy are haters. No, we're not. We're not haters and we're not lovers. We're not emotionally involved. We're yeah. trying to be dispassionate, to be honest. And I know a lot of you who watch, not all of you, but some of you are younger and most of you are fans. And you think, well, why aren't they feeling the way we feel? We're journalists. Yeah. We don't have the feeling. We, we're not invested in winning or losing. We just cover the team. And as someone who is used to cover a team and knows how to look at a team, I say I need to know more. Also, it's not 
a young team or a new team. This is a team that's been around for a long time, and the only way they can really prove themselves is in the playoffs. So you had three good games in a row in November. Nice. Way to go. Hopefully that leads to something in January and just in, in February because you guys haven't gotten it done yet. Like, the way I look at this team, remember the Houston Rockets with Chris Paul and James Harden? Yeah. They were good. And they won a lot of games, and they talked a lot of shit, and they puffed their chest out, but they never did anything. Ever. The, the Niners right now are the Rockets. Until they win something. I'm with you. I'm with so you. So I don't care who they beat in the regular season or what their record is at the end of the year. Win the championship or not. Who Are you guys champions or are you guys wannabes? Because right now you feel like a bunch of wannabes who give yourself credit for whatever. This year you have a chance to win it. NFC, NFC is wide open. And everyone says you guys are the most talented teams. Do it. Do even it. Be, but Iggy, even before the playoffs, I'd like to see how they do against Miami. Hey, listen, I'd like to see how they do against Washington. That's right. Washington looks pretty good. I mean, Washington, you'd always think these guys suck. Well, apparently they don't. And they have Washington. That's right. So yeah, it's, it's Miami, Tampa, uh, Seattle, in Seattle, and then Washington. You that's, know, a, that's a four-game stretch. Yeah, and, and what I would say, that stretch is not the highest degree of difficulty, but it's challenging. And I'll tell you something else, Iggy. Even if the Niners are really good, they're going to lose one of those games. That's true. And it's they're hard to say which one. one. Of those games. They will. It's just how it is. Dave says, Grant, you know I can't always catch your daily show, so I tend to message often when I can. Good to see Mason on the field. Shanahan needs to open eyes. Yeah, just open your eyes, buddy. I feel I like agree. I do a better job of judging who's playing well in training camp than he does. He, it takes him until the season starts. Nate says, great show. Gentlemen, what is your favorite Elmore Leonard novel? Also, Grant, please invest in a pop filter. Yeah, okay. sorry. I'm getting a new thing. I'm going to um, – oh, thank you for it. I love Elmore Leonard. I'm going to name a few. Um, I just finished Pulp uh, – not Pulp. Iggy. Rum Punch. Uh, Rum Punch, which um, yeah. Tarantino made into a – Great movie, Jackie Brown. Uh, yeah. Rum Punch is a superb novel. Yeah. Um, Get Shorty is really good. But I yeah. want to say some of his Westerns are fabulous. Yeah. Uh, Valdez is Coming. It's a yeah. great revenge novel. I love reve revenge stories. And the other is Ombre. So those are four. Freaky Deaky. And what a writer. I mean, Freaky what, Deaky. A, what a wonderful writer. I'm just going to throw out Freaky Deaky as a, as a favorite. That's a really good one. Read the Which first one? chapter, Freaky Deaky. Read the first oh, chapter Freaky of Freaky Deaky. Deaky. The first chapter of Freaky Deaky is the best thing maybe that he ever wrote. Yeah, just the first chapter. But it's a great yeah. it's a great book too. Nate, good question. James, thank you. Uh, Flave. I love how we went with that hey, ever Flave. since we named it Flave. Whenever Grant speaks well of Hemi, Jimmy, past three weeks since becoming BFFs, he plays well. Finally found the real issue these past years. If Grant starts hating again, he'll be letting us all down. Flave's having a good week. He's I really want to enjoying. say something to Flave. Everybody used yeah. to call you Flav, but I'm the one who named you Flave. That's, that's right, Flave. Don't forget that's it. That's right, Flave. Sweet Meat Pete says, White Sock Jimmy is elite. Okay. Paul Third says, Jimmy had these outliner games outlier games in 2019 but we all know what happens when they play against a team who actually stops the run and has pass rushers yeah well, that's we'll, the thing the Cardinals we'll didn't have out. either of those yeah they uh what, what your tweet was very poetic you said he was uh like a guy on the beach gazing yeah. at the I like that I can do that poetry stuff that was good Dave says okay uh what's for or whatever 
Oh, it means stinks. Uh, it's from Yiddish. It's, uh, I'm not sure how to spell it, uh, but it's stunk would be stink. Stunk. Dave Barclay says Josh McDaniel should be the ne- should be fired next. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark already came out and said uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. They can't afford to fire him. They don't have money. They don't have cash. Yeah. Yeah. Chris says this team doesn't play for anything. There's no penalty for losing. Every good player gets the bag, and the management acts like they've won. Super Bowls every year since 2019. That's pretty much been my take, but they've won three games in a row, so I'm not complaining. But, yeah, um, the, 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 the players on the team that play hard are the ones that haven't gotten paid yet. Ayuk, Bosa, uh, Jimmy is is working for a contract. All the guys that are working for money really bust their ass. The other ones, it's always, it always feels like, you know, we got to pace ourselves. It's a long season. Got to got to be ready for the for the playoffs. Uh, Jimmy Ward busts his ass. Hell yeah, but he's also in a contract year. I know that. Not Brian Greasy says, not due to money or uh, offensive weapons. Garoppolo's success has been solely due to the talent of quarterback coach prodigy Brian Greasy. No experience necessary. Lance is next. What do you think? So, Brian Greasy? So this uh, a fan this person No, that, this person says he's not Brian Greasy. I think that the joke is they're trying to make it seem like they're Brian Greasy. But but what the idea is that he's saying Brian Greasy is really good? He's saying that Brian Greasy is really good, and he's trying to make it seem like it's Brian Greasy saying this himself. I understand. We yeah. don't know how good Brian Greasy is. Sorry, Brian. Jose Luis Martinez says, loved your video from Mexico. Good food. I yeah, loved it, really too. Really good food. Thank you. Uh, Dave says, PSS, 100% Kyle listens to this show. <laughs> Maybe he has good taste. <laughs> Flave says, love you, lol. Or since you named me, should I say dad? <laughs> you call me dad. <laughs> okay. Uh, Antonio says, I'm Mexican. I still don't know why they boo the halftime show. That was unreal. They just booed the shit out of those guys. Don't know why. We Never have seen to anything find like out. It. We have to find out. Okay. More praise for the 49ers. They brought in Christian McCaffrey. I felt like it, it was like a superfluous move. It didn't it wasn't really necessary. And what was going to happen to Elijah Mitchell? He didn't play at all in the first half, and I was getting a little upset about it, even though the Niners were winning. And then it all made sense. What'd you think of the way the Niners have decided to now use Elijah Mitchell? Um at first, I thought, oh, here we go again with Kyle. He's going to use, you know, the hot hand. So mm-hmm. he's got CMC. He's going to run him into the ground and get him killed. Right. And he forgets that he has this really dynamic, more powerful running back. Then in the second half, he gave the, he gave it over to Elijah Mitchell. And so in retrospect, I love what he did. I yeah. thought it was, you know, here's a guy we're saying is not flexible and is stubborn. But in this case, he showed real flexibility and real vision, real foresight. So I want to give him the highest praise and an A plus for that. I think it was a beautiful way to use those two backs in that game. What do you think, Iggy? I I think it's, I'm going to say, look, I don't know Bill Walsh. You do. But I think it's how he would use him. Bill set up the run by establishing the pass. So he would be throwing to McCaffrey in the first half like the Niners did. Once you get that lead... What would Bill do? Oh, he said, "You run the ball. You and run the ball. That's football. That's, That's football. Said, That's football." And you don't. And we've seen it. If if you have a lead and you're trying to wear out an opponent and make them quit, you don't do it with McCaffrey. You do it with Mitchell. So right. I feel like the way that Shanahan has decided to use these two running backs is pretty much exactly the way Bill Walsh would do it, which is a good thing. Yeah. So you know, we a few minutes ago were critical of Kyle Shanahan, and we sort of did a deep dive into his psychology. 
but here you see he he's a smart person and he was able to be flexible and not stubborn and yeah. what's more i bet he caught those for stunken cardinals by surprise by the way he used his backs absolutely it seemed like i mean the cardinals think they know the niners and everyone that thinks they know the niners think you just shut down the run they're done well that's that's the old niners this niners team actually is a pass first team and if you play the niners that way uh and the nine and kyle is has the right idea you, you're going to get your ass kicked because they have so many good receivers at every position running back tight end wide receiver so um now fullback. fullback so now teams have to like totally readjust their thinking and find a new game plan against the Niners offense which is exactly what you need and that's what they did last year all of a sudden Debo was playing running back teams didn't know what to do now the Niners are a pass first team teams don't know what to do it'll be interesting to see what happens so here's something we could generalize when Kyle finally figures out what his offense is then the league has to readjust up up until about the ninth game they don't have to and let's give him some more credit by adjusting late it gives the rest of the league less time to figure it out, right? See, he probably did it on purpose then. He probably did it on purpose. <laughs> Let me be a slow reactor on purpose. Dries415 says, A. Grant, I like how you said the Mexican, uh, the Mexico Stadium was loud. Uh, do you think it was loud like candlestick, like the energy? And welcome back from the trip, and hello to your pops, and also I love your show. Dude, Estadio Azteca had space for like 80,000, 90,000 people, and – they were yelling like it was the Super Bowl. I, I mean, it was the one game in Mexico that year. I, I've never seen people more enthusiastic about a football game. It was really cool. And it was like 90% of the crowd was rooting for the 49ers. It was the biggest home field advantage I've seen them had since they left Candlestick. They should play all their games there. After the game, they were so happy at the post-game press conference. They're like, this is great. I, I think Levi's is a little sterile. I get the feeling it's a little sterile. Anyway, Dries, thank you. Moving on. We got to give Jimmy Garoppolo a little more praise. He's really playing very well. Three games in a row, no turnovers. What do you think of what you're seeing from Jimmy? I want to say something. Um, We always, you and I, have been very critical of Jimmy with good reason. Um, I'm not taking anything back. I'm not apologizing for anything. Me neither. And we always talked about Jimmy being the limit to the offense, mm-hmm. meaning they would had to play around Jimmy mm-hmm. and over and compensate for Jimmy. And that's been our thinking until quite recently. I've altered my thinking. Now, again, he could screw up and be bad Jimmy. But based on what we see up to now, I believe he is good enough to win big games. I do. Um, now, you may disagree. I believe he's good enough to win playoff games. I think he's playing better than really I've ever seen him play. Mm-hmm. He's not um, Mahomes. Uh, we don't even need to discuss that. I mean, he's not elite like the guy in Buffalo, uh, you know, Josh Allen mm-hmm. or, or Mahomes. He's not at that level. But Iggy, I think he's good enough. What do you think? He's playing like he's good enough right now, which pisses me off, Dad. Where was this the last five years? Did he just have an epiphany of how to play quarterback? Here's the way I look at it. He came to the Niners at 26-27, played really well. Convinced the Niners he's a special quarterback, franchise guy. They gave him a huge contract, and he just disappointed him for four years. And the way he disappointed him was specific. It was the footwork. 
never stepping into his throws, really sloppy, like no zip on his. All of a sudden, there's nothing on your throws. What the hell is that? You didn't do that when you were proving yourself for the contract. Also, the decision-making. Just throwing these interceptions with no conscience and then walking off the field with a smile. Those were the two things that pissed me off. And now all of a sudden, he doesn't do that anymore? Why? Because you have a contract coming up? Like, oh, so so you can lock in and, and reach a whole nother level? Like, you should be doing that every week. They gave you like $100 million. You should be able to do that every week. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, it's nice to see him lock in and play the way he should, but it's like, what the? How much okay. money did the Yorks give you to just have this epiphany now? Okay, let me say. So your objection to him is more moral. It's a moral objection that somehow he didn't live up to his contract earlier. Yes. But he's doing it now when he's playing for another contract. Yes. Okay, I understand. I understand that. We're talking at cross purposes. Sure. I'm not talking about morals. Fair. Or about what he didn't accomplish in the past. All I'm saying is the way he's playing now for whatever reason, and I'm not all that interested in the reason, the way he's playing now to me is apparently good enough and is certainly better than he played before. So what you're saying is you're pissed about it. And I'm saying I'm neutral and I want to see where it takes him. I like, I'm not pissed. I don't care. I just think it's funny. Like all, all of a sudden you can transfer your weight when you throw all of a sudden you can put a little more zip on your, all of a sudden you can protect the football. Well, I'll be damned. Wow. What the hell was the last four years? If, 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 if you could have shown this consistently, they never would have traded for Trey Lance. That never would have happened. You, you needed to let the team trade for Trey Lance, cut your salary, bench you, and now you can do it? Unreal! So that's why I feel like, hey, that's a great story, and I hope he wins the Super Bowl, but I would not give him a big contract uh, after this. I don't trust him. Okay. I don't trust him at all. But I know that's like eight, eight steps down the line. Jimmy, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing, and I hope you get a big contract from someone else because okay. you're playing like you deserve it. Let's talk about his contract real fast. Um, there's a lot of talk about should he be their quarterback next year? What if he wins a Super Bowl? And uh, what about Trey Lance? I would like to table that conversation. Table? Because, Can we couch it? Uh, uh, well, let me finish. I'd like to table it because who the hell knows what's going to happen, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But if they were to resign him, I, I've heard Iggy talk about it, that Iggy's saying it should just be a one-year deal. I agree with that. I, I think – People need to have something to play for. Thank he you. apparently does better when he has something to play for. So I think that, hold on, I think the Niners should offer him, if they want him, yeah. if he does well, a one-year deal, and if he gets a multi-year deal elsewhere, let him go. I think Jed's problem is he doesn't understand human dynamics like that, and he constantly takes the incentive out of people. Like, he has a good quarterback. Here you go. Here's $100 million. He did it with Kaepernick. He did it with... Uh, Jimmy, he did it with Kyle Shanahan. Like, can you keep them working hard? Not working hard, but keep them with some incentive. Bill Belichick understands that in New England. He has very few people on, like, their third contract making a lot of money. He's the guy in power over there. And he likes guys who are trying to impress him. That's the way he looks at it. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I agree. I, yeah. I agree with that. Antonio says, I laughed my ass off when the NFL gave the Cardinals the local in the Mexico game. The Mexican fandom is divided. One Cowboys, two Steelers, and Niners third. I didn't know that. But, man, that was a home game for the Cardinals. Pretty funny. Yeah. That was a home they, game for the Niners. They didn't really have a home field advantage. No, they did not. 
Matthew says JL should lobby the NFL to have one game a year in Mexico City. What I was thinking was that would be actually a lot of fun for the Super Bowl. Oh, interesting. A lot of fun. Now, Estadio Azteca isn't new and refurbished. So, at, for, for example, at the end of the night, we were all in a media workroom and the power kept going out. It would be like out, on, <laughs> out, on. And it was like, well, okay, like, what do you expect? So you, they probably couldn't, they'd have to figure that out, but it would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun and it would be warm. It would be more fun than freaking LA. I'm just saying that LA experience is no, is no bueno. No bueno. It's, no bueno. it's like stay at LAX and have a great time at LAX. I want to uh, say, Aggie, I want to say something else about Jimmy. Okay, go. Uh, about the contract. I, I meant yeah. to say it. Yeah. We don't know how Jimmy feels about the Niners ownership. And here's what I mean. The Niners ownership and Lynch and Shanahan kicked him out the door. Oh, yeah. They didn't even let him participate in in, pre- in, in training camp. That's true. Now, he may be absolutely immune to things like that. I don't think people are. No, I think I think he's pissed. Right. I think part of his motivation is screw you. You didn't want me? Watch what I can do. Yeah. So if after this season they want to give him a new contract, he may say, not on your life. Yeah. I'm telling you that people in – uh, I am guaranteeing people in his family and people who are his close friends from high school and that, yeah. they're telling him, screw the 49ers. Absolutely. So that's a whole other dimension that we haven't even talked about. Right. If the Niners – hey, hey, Jimmy, will you sign a one-year contract team-friendly deal? No, absolutely not. So that's why another thing, I, I don't think Jimmy's coming back. Yeah, wh- what do I owe yeah. you? You want nice to me. I don't think he wants to come back, and I think the Niners would prefer to move on to Trey Lance, but if they win the Super Bowl with Jimmy, man, that would get so interesting. And, Antonio, what? And Jimmy has him in a vice. I know what you're going to say. Antonio, is, Antonio <laughs> says, Jimmy G is the life definition of toxic relationship. I love him sometimes. I hate him sometimes. Yesterday, I loved him. Well, that's how some relationships are. Let's see how he does this week against New Orleans. Dave says, you know, I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but if he can come back to how he played in the Saints game 2019, then maybe we can do something. But I just don't see the Super Bowl with him on the team. You guys are killing it. Well, thank you. Thank you. It just seems like as long as Patrick Mahomes exists, you're going to need someone a little bit more gifted than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. All right, I got a question for you. What are you thinking about this upcoming game against the Saints? I mean, the Saints aren't great. They're another team starting their backup quarterback. Uh, but you know the Niners' history this year. They dominate the teams in their division, but they're 2-4 and four against teams without outside yeah. their division. They lost to the freaking Falcons. What do you think? Okay, I think they're going to really, really beat the Saints. Here's the thing. Um, and, of course, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But if I'm wrong, people say you were wrong, and I'll say, no, the Niners were wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I think... Uh, the Saints are no good. And I want to add something. Their coach, Dennis Allen, used to be the coach over here with the Oakland Raiders. So I interacted with him. And I, I told Iggy this earlier. I think someone stole his personality at birth. I have never met a more boring, uninteresting, uh, un, uh, uh, he's in a leadership position. Yeah. And, and I, I, I could never find a spark. Uh, an original thought. Um, I, I don't is know it, about that guy. And it, so uh, they went from a really good head coach to this guy. 
I have no confidence in him leading them past the 49ers. I don't either. Dave Barclay says, is, is it a trap game, though? To me, this is an interesting one because when the Niners, the trap games for the Niners are right after an emotional victory. Uh, they come home, maybe they've been away for a while, and let down. This is a short week. I'm not, but I'm not expecting it. The, it's deep in the season. It's too late for that bullshit. They know where they stand. They've yeah. been together a long time. If this were October, maybe, maybe they would. Like what happened to this to the Falcons? I could see it happening in October, but late November, it's way too late for that bullshit. They're yeah. gonna handle business here. I agree, and I, I I'm not usually a fan of the term trap game, but. These are grown-ups. These are professional athletes. They're not saying, oh, we, we really beat the Cardinals, so we don't have to uh, focus on the Saints. Iggy, that coaching staff is doing it right now. They're working right now on the Saints. And these players are going to be very serious about beating the Saints. If they lose to the Saints, it's not because they underestimated them or they, or they were blasé. It's because the Saints beat them, and then that's something to worry about. But that's coming. what I was going to say. If they yeah. lose to the Saints, it doesn't really matter why they lost to the Saints. If they lose to the Saints, it's a big freaking problem. That's oh, all that matters. It doesn't matter if, why. If they lose to the Saints, um, they have to look in the mirror and say, who the hell are we? How did and, this happen? And if you and I t- after t- would talk about it, we would be extremely critical of them if yeah. they lose to the Saints. Absolutely. Right. With that coach uh, and, right. and and that Andy Dalton, I mean, how and that's many- what that's what people are talking about trap game. Because if if the Saints beat the Niners, it doesn't mean the Saints are better than the Niners. It means once again the Niners lost to a team they should have beat. How Absolutely. Absolutely. how are you doing this? And I I don't think they will anymore. I think they're done. I'm, I'm holding a wooden spoon. I don't know why, but I get You're excited. Holding, it's important to hold. A it's important spoon. to hold a wooden spoon. No, I so I don't know. I, I, they're they're professionals, but you understand it's football's an emotional game. We didn't play it, but it's very emotional. And the emotions of playing Arizona in Mexico City with the whole country rooting you on to coming back and playing just a random game against the Saints on a short week when you think everyone thinks you're gonna win, it's different. It's different. So make sure you get up and have the same urgency and all that bullshit, all those buzzword cliches, and win. Okay. You know what? You know where they get the urgency from? That's the head coach. That's right. That is absolutely right. Yes, that's his job. That's his freaking job. Yeah. It's his job to be like, look, guys, I know it feels good. We have a game in six days. That's his message. Can he get it across? Yes. Harbaugh could. I wonder with Kyle sometimes. That's your whole job this week. We're better than the Saints. All we have to do is take them seriously. Okay. I'm saying... Uh, Kyle's going to get so it across. I think and so I too. think he has enough veteran leadership that they're going to get it across too. So I'm so saying too. the Niners win, I would even say comfortably, but we both agree if they lose, now it's a whole different universe and we got to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but if they be, if they once again blow out this team, you're thinking, okay, the Niners have figured this out. They, they've found their identity. They know how, they, how they're going to win this season. They might be that team. But what, but what's most important is that four-game stretch after the Saints game. Right. Uh, it's a, a much better preparation for the four-game four game stretch to beat New Orleans than to lose in New Orleans. Right. So if they beat New Orleans, which I think they will, it's a positive step. Yeah, it, it gives them a 
confidence boost heading into the most important stretch of their regular season, which is good. And Iggy, again, the, the axiom that you and I always have, a win is a win. Oh, a yeah. win is a win. It's very oh, hard yeah. to win in that league. It's right. not like a win over the Saints is not valuable. A win is a win. So if they win, I give them all the credit. And the same the same token, a loss is a loss. If you oh. played really well and scored 30 points and your quarterback showed promise but you lost by three, no one fucking cares. That's right. A loss is a loss. Loss is a loss. A loss is a loss. It's a very, you know, they have ties in that league, but they're rare. It's a very a black and white universe. Um, and it's uh, no matter how well you play, if you lose, you feel like crap and you lost. It goes down on your record and you have to look in the mirror. And think about the way the coverage changes. The Niners lose by three. That opens the door for people like us to nitpick and criticize them for seven days. They win by three. We got to be real generous. Absolutely. Because they want Got to be real generous. So yep. it's, it's that big of a deal. Yep. Yep. Antonio says, I know Lowell won't do it, but complete respect why. But Grant, you should do a meet and greet. I wanted to meet you in Mexico. Loki was looking for you. Sorry, man. A couple of guys found me at the stadium, though. I took a couple pictures. Uh, let's do a meet and greet when the season's over. I'm dragging my tongue right now. I'm tired. Dad, you don't have to go, but I'll do one in Oakland. It'll be a fun time. Tommy says, Cliff Dingleberry is toilet juice and dumpster fire. <laughs> Cliff Dingleberry is bad. Exactly. Big one yesterday. Tired. Better bring it. Big win. Um, beyond reasons, ENT says, do you know what happened with the AZ cards? Coaches, two of them were fired the night before the game for some incident that happened down there. I do not have inside information on that, but I heard about that. You heard, I have not heard about that. Iggy. It, what happened? It, happened they, it broke this afternoon. They, their run game coordinator got fired in Mexico. He wasn't at the game. They dismissed him. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'd love to know the story. Whoa. Yep. That's uh, Iggy. That's a team in turmoil. Yeah, that's a team that's, yeah, they need to fire their coach. But they extended him this past offseason. Andrew says, what struck me was how well the O-line played. Did Trent Williams change his stances from previous games? You know, it was interesting. They had a 20-yard run to the left where Trent Williams lined up in a pass stance. I think maybe they're going to use it against teams. Because think about it. If, if you do, if you have a tendency, all you have to do is break it once or twice for people to be messed up about it. You know, you don't know when you're going to mess it. You're going to break your tendency. If you do it once, it could lead to a big play. So good for him. Smart. Kyle is the only worry. Is, is his only worry. Who, what's your only worry, Dad? In My life? only worry? Yeah. I don't want to get into it. All right. Well, I think it's been a really good show, Dad. Well, how do you feel about that we, we improvised like this? I, th I, I like improv improvisation. It sometimes is better than the regular stuff. I love the show today. And what I, here's the thing. You faced adversity in Mexico City. We faced adversity in Oakland. Can and I, you were, you were going to give it up, and I wouldn't let you. You're right. I appreciate it, Dad. I approached the shadow line, and I failed, but you dragged me across it. <laughs> can I can I give you a little update? Okay, so this this computer here is the one that died in Mexico. Poor thing. It was working in Colorado Springs, but I don't usually, like, turn it off. I just kind of close it, and I guess... It ran out of batteries. So I got to Mexico, and it didn't turn on. I thought it was dead. I brought it back, and I plugged it in, and it turned on. <laughs> it's alive. And so I guess whatever the power, the electricity current is in Mexico City, it wasn't agreeing with my laptop. I don't know why. It agreed with everyone else's laptop, but it's back from the dead. Thank you, Dad, for giving me a – but I'll, I'll still take care of moms, though.
I got yeah, it. Yeah, the one I gave him is um, his mom's my wife's. Well, nah, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. But anyway, this one's back. I got two laptops. I don't know what the hell happened in Mexico. I probably just needed like a $20 power converter, which yeah, my wife told me to look into. Yeah, different current. Hey, my wife you, called me. She was like, you should talk to the people at the front desk about a converter. I was like, okay, I'll do that. I didn't do it. Oh, you see. You know, you're losing your spunk. I don't want you to lose I'm losing your spunk. my spunk. Yeah, I don't know. I'm losing spunk. But Iggy, yeah. do you think before next Tuesday we can work it out so you don't have to do it on the phone again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I think we can. The irony is that your microphone is better than mine. I'm going to have a new microphone by next week, too. Yeah, but I don't know what's going on. We couldn't even do it through the, through the um, computer, which we did for years. So I'm completely flummoxed. I'll, I'll come over and I'll set you up. Well, you'll be over here tomorrow night. I'm a technological it. genius. <laughs> I can do this. I want to tell you something. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed your travel stuff from Mexico. Thank but, you. Um, I loved it. And you have a very good sense of humor. And you, you're very whimsical and creative in ways that I never was. When was the first time you realized I had a, a whimsical, crazy sense of humor? Oh, that, uh, that time in Hawaii. Have we told that story? You tell it. Okay, we were uh, in Hawaii and we were going to go um, snorkeling, but we had to practice first in the pool. So we had our gear on and it was one of these pools where there was like also hot tubs around the side. It was It was a resort. And all the people in the hot tubs were like, you know, like people in their late 20s trying to like singles, trying to meet each other. I was 14. And I was like, hey, dad, watch this, watch this. And I walked into one of the uh, hot tubs like three in the afternoon. And I just sat there with the, the full snorkel gear on my face, real serious. And all those late 20s people trying to flirt with each other, like looked at me, but didn't want to acknowledge me because it was too weird. And you thought that was hella funny. I sat there for a good five minutes breathing through my snorkel. And I was sitting there with you. Yeah, um, with the, and I want to say one other thing. The young people, they were all had drinks, right? Yes. They all had drinks. You know, it was yeah. really social. And here you were sitting with full snorkel gear, <laughs> acting like it was normal. And I was your dad. They probably thought that you were some sort of mentally challenged person, which I am. I probably am. <laughs> but, but that's that's funny to me. I don't know. That's, it was funny to me, and that's pretty much what I do for a living now. <laughs> Hussein Lone Wolf said, can I just say before you go, thank you for these shows. This show with your dad is what won my respect. You both keep it unbiased and fair. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Mr. Happy Lone Wolf. Happy Thanksgiving, Lone Wolf. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. We're out. We will see you next week. And I hope we have it worked out better. <laughs> we will. I promise. Dad, I'll, I'll, I'll just stay on the phone with you, I guess. Yeah, we'll stay on the phone. All right, Dad. Love you. Uh, love you, Iggy. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. And Hold listen. on. How's the elbow, says Mikey. My elbow's okay. Was my elbow hurt? I don't know. I didn't think my elbow was hurt. All right. But anyway, it's a good elbow. Good elbow. Thanks anyway, for watching, everyone. Everybody, happy Thanksgiving and a safe Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe.